We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You're listening to Broncos for Breakfast with Nick Kendall and Scott Kennedy. Welcome in, welcome in. It is Tuesday morning, the 7th, and it's time for an episode of Broncos for Breakfast. I am Nick Kendall over here in Seattle, Washington, and on the other side of this uh, screen here, Scott Kennedy out there in Atlanta. Scott, how are you doing? Good morning to you. Happy Tuesday. Uh, Keeping busy, I, I, I hear. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Busy, busy day. You know, it's uh, it's my wife's birthday, so I've already gotten up, made breakfast, got the kids off to school, got about four thousand steps in already today. Trash out, articles written. Chelsea's playing Champions League today at three o'clock Eastern, so <clears throat> it is a good day. It is a good day. Blave Bliss. That seems like a new name. Good morning, Nick and Scott and Broncos family. <laughs> good morning, Blave Bliss. Um, I feel like we've got a Dave Bliss or you know Dave Glassman in here. So lots of new names. Yeah, I recognize Blave Bliss, but uh, good to see you. Hope you're doing well, and uh, happy birthday to your wife, Scott. Uh, of course, everybody in the chat, you know, drop the happy birthday to Scott's wife. Also, we hey, got if Jeremy. You to, if you want to move a house, you know, let me know. So she's a she's a hell of an agent. Worked her ass off to get a deal closed last week. She, she's she's pretty amazing. I'm uh, biased. It doesn't mean I'm wrong. <laughs> Absolutely. And my wife's birthday is a week from tomorrow. So uh, all right, let's. Uh, the 15th, yeah. Beware the Ides of March. Yep, exactly. Uh, Jeremy, Sean, morning, boys. Excited to hear about these bombshells. Yeah, it was some big information from Matthew Berry coming from the Combine. And I don't like the you know clickbait kind of stuff, but I would say that this stuff is it's some stuff that we've talked about on here, but to have a insider talking with sources at Indianapolis uh, have this information is, I think, a big deal and worth talking about. So I, I do think bombshells. So we'll get into it. Mike Gibbons, good morning, Nick and Scott. Brad D's in the house. Good to see you, Mike. We got Brad D also saying good morning from Snowbound, Montana. Uh, spring is coming, I promise. And here comes the sun. Chase Wellner talking about spring. Uh, we got Peter coming in here saying good morning, Nick and Scott. Good to see you. Richard looks like an awesome, gorgeous canoe pick there with some guys fishing. Soon enough. Uh, good morning, Nick and Scott. Good to see you, Richard. Shiloh coming in saying first time joining live in a while. Well, good to see you. Good morning, fellas. The dog oh, says, I remember well, well. that dog. I don't remember the name all the time, but I remember that shepherd always. You go shepherd, you won't go back. Yeah, I do remember the picture. The dog says hello. It's good to hear. Hope he's doing well. She, he, she. Uh, Michael Ronquillo coming in saying good morning, Nick and Scott. I'm Broncos for breakfast. Buck him. Buck you too, Michael. We always appreciate you. <laughs> Lawrence, what up, my guy? And happy birthday to Scott's wife. Good to see that. Jesse Hillborn, morning, everyone. And our guy, Miguel, saying good morning, fellas. Hope everyone's having a great morning. Happy birthday, Mrs. Kennedy. 
that still sounds weird. She see we we met at work, so she kept her work name at work for a long time. So I I'm still not sure. You know, we've been married almost 25 years, and you, you want to make me sound like a complete idiot? Ask me to go into a bank and say what's the account name under? I don't know because I go by my middle name, so sometimes it's my first name. Sometimes she uses her old name. It's so anyway. I, I Mrs. Kennedy still sounds like my mom. Yeah, God. <laughs> Mandingo Dan, good morning. Coffee tastes good. Ready for breakfast. Got to have that breakfast first, but uh, both together, winning combination. Alex Salazar, good morning. We got our one of our favorites, Michaela Israel, coming in saying good morning, guys. Good to see you, Michaela. Corey, I'll say let Russ cook, but only recipes that Sean Payton chooses. I like that. Uh, Jesse saying uh, their birthday is on the 11th, so happy birthday. Uh, I don't even know what sign it is right now, but uh, you guys rock, I guess, because Scott and I both married them. So. Pisces. Pisces? I I'm not in. I think it's, it's Pisces. Okay, that makes sense uh, because I know that comes after Aquarius. So, and I'm an Aquarius. Robbie Red, uh, watching from Bellevue, Washington. Hey, I'm waving at you right now from across the uh, Lake Washington, one of the deeper lakes in the continental U.S. Saying, "Oh, just uh, Tariq Woolen from my apartment. Just saw Tariq Woolen from your apartment. Well, that's awesome. Yeah, Bellevue is a really nice, uh, little bit more built up clean version of Seattle. Pretty nice there across from Washington. However, getting across 520 is a nightmare. Not a fan of Battis with all the construction, but I don't want to get too far into the uh mm-hmm. <laughs> the Seattle logistics. Uh, Zach Powers, morning, morning, good to see you. Philip Hagginson, good morning from Montana. Also, God, Montana's beautiful. I need to get out there and do a glacier like everybody else thought was like the second most visited park last year or something, but it looks so beautiful. Joel coming in. Good morning from Houston. Good to see you, Greg. Our guy, Greg. Good morning. Uh, Broncos for breakfast. Good to see you, Greg. Albert Knopper's in the house. Dave Glassman. Jasmine's in the house. Man, we're killing it. Good morning, Jasmine. Good to see you in the morning. She she graces with her presence about once every couple of weeks. Yeah. um, Comes in. So, fellow, uh, I've never even actually said the word. You said, you know, they call it sometimes ATL-ian. Like mm-hmm. alien with an ATL at Leon. Anyway, we're both from Atlanta. So welcome. Okay. Good morning. Uh, and we also got sting guy coming in. Good morning. A lot of people coming in, joining us saying hello. If you guys would please uh, drop a thumbs up, a like share the show and uh, get it out there so we can, you know, hang out with some more people in here. Although I do like the, uh, sometimes more isn't better, uh, but uh, you guys are a great crowd and we'll, hopefully you can get some more like-minded people in here and just share it. We really appreciate that. But Getting into it, uh, the Combine has come and gone, and one of my favorite things about the NFL Combine every single year isn't just comes that about the... What Nick is trying to say while his hamster catches up and hits that spinning wheel is it's not just the data and the testing results and all of that stuff that comes out that he really likes, but it's also the rumor mills. It's the coaches and everything going out and having beers together. It's basically a big job fair on top of that. Uh, going out and, you know, it's... It's, it's the lying season. You know, we talk about the coaching season being the lying season. Also, when you're trying to get coaches and make all those maneuvers, well, now you're in player personnel. I'm going to draft this guy. I'm not going to draft this guy. I'm going to trade this guy. I'm going to sign this guy. You're going to sign this guy. They're trying to trade this guy. This is the off season of player movement when free agency opens. And that's when all the people are doing their best BSing is, uh, is in Indianapolis at the Combine. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, all caught up here. First, we'll get to Mandango. Hey, guys, with Carr going to New Orleans, do we try to pick up Jameis? How does this game compare to Russ? Would the offensive line have to change, or could they run the same scheme? I think they could run the same scheme. Uh, Under center, vertical passing attack. Uh, Russell Wilson historically has been more athletic, but I don't know if that's the case at this point in his career. Jameis has always been more of a pocket passer, with you know, big-bodied pocket passer, but 
I could see them um, fitting similarly. I would be curious if Jameis is looking for more of an opportunity than in Denver, but heck, maybe there is an opportunity to about uh, the combine. What do you think about Jameis Winston, Scott? Jameis Winston has played so well under Sean Payton that there's going to be a trust factor there. You know, I want to go and play and be available where I have been the most effective. Um, I think Jameis Winston, he's more mobile, but I, for some reason, Ben Roethlisberger, when I'm trying to think of comps for him, comes to mind real quickly. And Nick's pretty well frozen up right there. Um, so I'm going to hit remove here and talk about Jameis Winston. I think Jameis Winston makes a lot of sense based on, uh, like I said, the familiarity factor there. Um, talking about the, uh, he was, he had a five and oh, he wasn't quite five and oh, he was five and two, I think as a starter before he got hurt, played some of his best ball of his career, uh, might not be ready where I don't think he's going to get starter money from someplace. He'd say, Hey, you can come in and compete. And I think he's got a chance to come in and again, play under a coach that where he had some of his most success. I think it makes a lot of sense as long as it makes sense with a C, as long as it makes financial sense. You go three to five million for a quality backup like Jameis Winston, I'm all in, Nick. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Yeah, next router phone. I should have the extender coming. Um, so hopefully that'll help. If not, we'll drill a hole. And if not, then I'm going to say, hey, Chad, you need to uh, grab me a... Uh, <laughs> need to grab me a new computer, I guess, or something for work, work purposes. Gary Palmer. Good morning to you, Gary. Good to see you. Uh, but getting into the rumors, there was an article from, uh, 
Matthew Barry, um, who I think everybody knows was on ESPN for a number of years covering mostly fantasy football, but, you know, goes to the combine NFL insider. Now Matthew Barry is over there at NBC Sports and uh, you can find his article. I will drop it in the chat right now um, so you guys can click on that. But he had three points about the Broncos on this article uh, that I thought were worth getting into today. And we'll probably wrap it up a little bit early today because I got other things that I got to get to. But uh, so shooting for 40, 45 minutes, but uh, points eight, nine and 10 on here. Uh, number eight being about the relationship between Sean Payton and Russell Wilson, which is probably the most interesting Broncos storyline this offseason, uh, how those two are going to get along and the mashing of their schemes and just maximizing each other. So number eight on this article uh, from Matthew Berry is saying, speaking of big name quarterbacks coming down uh, off years, uh, more than one person mentioned to me that Russell Wilson is basically on a one-year audition. There's no way Denver can cut him after this season, but next year, while the dead cap hit will be bad, it could be spread out over two seasons that wouldn't be franchise crippling. Said one source, I don't think Sean Payton likes Russ. He's got one year to prove himself or Payton will move on. The source pointed out Payton said multiple times in public on the record how Russ kept bothering Drew Brees. Payton tries to play it off for a laugh, but my source doesn't think Payton thinks it's funny at all. So, uh... A little bit of uh, thinking in there from a source. Maybe there's nothing too concrete there, but that seems to hint that maybe Sean Payton isn't as fond of Russell Wilson, uh, just the personality as as much as anything. And that's a rumor we continuously heard during the coaching search. Mm-hmm. Uh, we kind of put it away after um, the Broncos bought in Sean Payton, but a lot of people were saying, insiders were saying, ah, Sean Payton might not come to Denver because I don't know if he wants to work with Russell Wilson, not the biggest Russell Wilson fan. And now we have this. Yeah, and StreamYard has been having a lot of problems lately. It's got me on one dot for internet, so hopefully you can hear me okay. Um, I can hear you. you know, you're a little bit fuzzy. Yeah, I think my you know my gigabit speed isn't quite good enough right now. Um, so it's we'll we'll see if it decides to play nice. If not, boot me and I'll I'll come back and 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 stay. But there, we said this all along, just based on financing. Forget what Sean Payton thinks about Russell Wilson. Forget it. Forget who the coach is. Forget all of it. They're exactly right when we talk about the money in the contract. Why would anybody want to come to this and be saddled with Russell Wilson? Because you're not. One year. One year and you can hit the nuke button. We've said that repeatedly. We see a lot of familiar faces in here. This is not the first time you've heard me say that. If you are here for the first time, welcome. And I will repeat, George Payton set this team up that a lot of contracts become very team-friendly after the 2023 season. You're going to make a run at it for two years. And if it doesn't work, you're going to hit the reset button. They can do that. Yes, there will be a dead, a bad dead cap hit, but it won't be the worst ever. It will be manageable. And maybe you can move them and get somebody else to, to help um, pick up some of the, you know, some of the money on the salary. But, you know, what I'm saying is forget what Sean Payton thinks. If Russell Wilson doesn't play better, period, he's done. It's one year, 2023. Yeah. So, I mean, but it is interesting that, uh, you know, Sean Payton, there was, we talked about it when we were discussing Sean Payton's press conference, or maybe it was Mm -hmm. Carl and I, uh, how he played that, that comment about, you know, he was Drew Brees is like, Hey, please get this guy to quit calling me. Uh, I need him to do that. And they played it off as a joke, but I was like, man, I don't know if that is a joke. I mean, I'm, he could have been pretty annoyed about uh, the badgering uh, going on there. I was in mock trial. I was a big nerd in high school, middle school, right? And I sometimes would get badgering the witness because I wanted them to say something and I would not let go, but uh, badgering them a little bit, not so great. So, uh, yeah, we'll luckily, it. you know, it was, he was going after Drew Brees, you know? Mm-hmm. So, you know, it, again, there's some truth in all of those jokes. You know, you kind of yeah. 
let people know that, yes, I'm a little annoyed with humor. Ha ha ha. But yeah, that was really annoying. Um, and again, he, he doesn't have to be the biggest fan. This was what we said all along. This is a 10 year, you know, this is a 10 year project when you're taking, this is when a coach comes in, he wants to be here for the next decade mm -hmm. and he will outlast if he has any kind of success. He's got more job security. Do you remember this? This was the one that was so bad. Do you remember when Sean Payton said something about that? Um, or someone, I don't remember exactly. Anyway, the point is an agent from, I think Russell's agency came in and basically said, well, look, who's got more guaranteed money. Look who has more job security. And he got just railed. They're like, uh, the new coach does because Russell Wilson will be gone. He might get that guaranteed money, but he's got one year after mm -hmm. the way he played and Sean Payton will be there for more than one year. You cannot say the same thing as definitively for Russell Wilson. Yeah. Hopefully fits together nice and easy like this. And they're both playing well together and it's all uh, the happy marriage and we can have the excitement for a good dude like Russell Wilson. I think we all want him to succeed. You know, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, not everybody, but the neutrals for the most part, don't think badly of Russell Wilson. He's a good guy. He gets some, he gets a lot of hate, but, from people that really aren't, they don't matter as far as I'm concerned. They're, they're, I think it was, uh, um, Manny Lacho maybe that said, can we please stop picking on a guy that's not going to fight back? It's, 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 you're, it's ridiculous. So anyway, there's my Tired. rant. Coffee's <laughs> kicking in now, Nick. Good to hear. We got Nigel Watts. I wanted to say hello to Nigel here. Um, and he asks about, hello, Nigel. Um, I'll take this off, but two third round picks. He's looking for defensive line and uh, edge rusher. And I got to say, third round here, um, Daniel Jeremiah before the combine talked about how good the edges could be in that spot for the Broncos. And there are a lot of edge rushers, but not so much on the interior defensive line. I, I'm going to throw out some names here. We'll see if any of these guys are actually here when the Broncos pick, you know, 67, 68. Uh, but Keanu Benton, I feel like he's worked himself to the mid-second, but he maybe could fall to Denver from uh, Wisconsin. We need to do a better job about naming those guys. Also, another name that I have uh, circled there in that range is Gervon Dexter, uh, who looks like Tarzan, sometimes played like Jane at Florida. But, I mean, the how he's built, guys, There's he wins the beauty pageant, and you want the first guy off the bus, and that matters. Uh, a lot of guys who look the right type of body type play better. You, know, you get bust that way as well, but you're talking early third round. So Gervon Dexter has the tools. Uh, just needs to put it together. Those are about the only two interior defensive linemen on my book in that range that I really am interested in. Uh, we'll see if, you know, Mozzie Smith or Siaka Ika Sean, falls. Sean Payton's not afraid to take a chance on a guy that's got some questionable, you know, character issues in his background. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the Saints have done, did that in the past, and that was part of the reasons they went from arguably the worst franchise in the, in, in the NFL to one of the top franchises is they took some chances they needed to. When you haven't been to the playoffs in seven years and you got a new coach coming in, you might take a chance on a guy like Mozzie Smith. And if it doesn't work, so be it. If it does, you got something there. Um, yeah. The thing about Mozzie is that I think he's more of a – he's a overlap of DJ Jones. You're looking for a three technique right now. You have a one technique. You even have a zero. And Mike Priscilla, if you want to run that. So not really the body types that I'm looking for. Granted, take good players if you're in the third round. Just let it fall. I want to talk edge rushers, though, here, Scott, real quick because I can go on for a bit probably as long until my internet uh, gives up on us. But around round three, I mean, you're talking about potentially Isaiah Foskey, uh, Felix Anaduke Uzoma. Uh, you're talking Zach Harrison. You're talking Byron Young from Tennessee. You're talking KJ Henry. You're talking maybe uh, Eric Hall. Eric Hall. You're talking Tuli Tuli, uh, Tuli, Tuli Polotu from USC. Uh, all those guys. Uh, somebody's going to be there 
as an edge rusher uh, early round three that I think is going to make a lot of sense uh, for the Broncos. So edge is looking good. The interior defensive line, I think that's more of a round four or round five position. There are some guys that I like, but they're more round four, round five. How much does someone fall in love with six foot five and 285 pounds of Keon White? I think top 40 level, top 50 mm-hmm. level. I mean, we just talked about the beauty pageant and the tools. This is an athlete's game. Uh, yeah. I was listening to uh, an interview with Bucky Brooks the other day, and he ran into his former head coach and uh, friend, John Fox. And the, they were talking about the biggest difference that's happened since John Fox started coaching to where the game is now. And it is the discrepancy in athletes on the defensive line and the offensive line. And teams are just compiling incredible athletes on the defensive line. So somebody's going to take a shot on Keon White. I've no said doubt. that for years. You know, there's there's four four guys. Now it's four three guys, you know, everywhere. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, they're all over the place. They're at USC. They're at Ohio State. They're at Wisconsin. They're at Michigan. They're all over the place. That SEC speed that you hear about, that's not it. Everybody's got fast wide receivers and, and skill players. The SEC speed was in the trenches. It's in the front sevens. It's in the, your defensive tackle is my offensive guard in the SEC. He's not athletic enough to play defensive line. Um, that That's where you get the front sevens. Now, you may have one of those guys here or there across other places in the Big Ten. You know, in Ohio State, Michigan, when they're recruiting at their highest, is, is a different level. But, you know, you go down, you look at LSU, Alabama, Georgia, they've got speed across all facets of those that the athleticism that they have in their front seven is just different. That's what people mean when sec speed and those athletes, again, they're only getting bigger, faster and stronger. And then you have Iowa with sec level defensive talent, but they're playing Mac lower Mac level offense. What the hell's going on? I mean, (laughs) those Iowa guys have been killing at the combine. Um, but, uh, offense, what the hell Jesse, um, what about the combine about falling on the offensive line? Man, it's so hard because offensive tackle is a scarcity-driven position, um, but some names I would keep an eye on for the Broncos at pick 67, 68. Dewan Jones, Jalen Duncan, and Matthew Bergeron. Very possible that all three are gone by the time the Broncos are picking, uh, but if any of them fall, I probably am would be very excited about that pick, and kind of it would be like similar to last year where it's like, well, maybe Abe Lucas will be there. Maybe he won't. If he's there, you, take the, you run the card up, and uh, that's how I would feel about any three of those tackles there. Uh, for the Broncos, we'll see if they're there. But I think it's more interesting on the interior. You have a chance to walk away with a plug-and-play starter, I believe, on the interior. Uh, Steve Avila. Uh, That's who TCU. I was looking at too, Nick. I was that was the first guy I was, was going to mention. He's Steve Avila is uh, from TCU, six three and a half, just a shade over six three and a half, so five eights, three hundred and thirty two pounds, thirty three inch arms, and he's just solid. Yep. Like he didn't do anything that made you just eye popping. Wow in either direction at the Senior Bowl. He was just good. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. 
With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. I can live with that. I don't necessarily oh, yeah. need to hear his name at all when, when we're talking about my guard. I think he is a plug-and-play guy on the guard, and if he's there, you'd be somebody that we've said, we've preached, you can get a starter at guard in the third round. Absolutely, you can. You can get an upgrade on how they played last year. Now, I'm, I'm going to keep hedging on what I say about Dalton Reisner. I'm not saying Dalton Reisner is a bad player. I'm saying he has played poorly the last two years. Mm -hmm. So Dalton Reisner may leave and become a star somewhere else. He might. He has, a, but getting an upgrade on the play that you had from him at left guard the last two years will not be difficult or center. It will not be hard to improve the play. Even if it ends up being Dalton Reisner, I have faith he will be better than he was the last two years. But I've seen enough at the point of attack that I want somebody that's going to be a little more stout. Looking at the center position, the good thing is, is a lot of those guards played center at the Senior Bowl. Do you keep one of, you know, do you keep Cushenberry one more year and maybe bring a guy that cross trains a little bit? Um, Miners was brought in to be, you know, provide competition at center, but he's found a home at guard. I don't want him moving to center. I want him staying at guard. He has found a home there. Um, but watching as I'm going through all the, all the, uh, the reps at the Senior Bowl, almost all the guards played center too. Um, when we talk mm -hmm. about like Emil Echior, Alabama, almost 6'3, 314 pounds, he played a lot of center. Um, the kid at Michigan, Olu Olu, we got Ade Ade. We also got Olu Olu, six two and a half, three ten. He wasn't bad, very good flexibility out of Michigan. So again, you can improve your offensive line in a hurry with those third round picks. Yeah, uh, you're 100% correct on that. Uh, Cody Mock, another name maybe there for the Broncos that could fall early third. Uh, you never know with those small school guys, so maybe he could fall. Luke Weipler. I'd take him in a heartbeat. I don't. I, I haven't been talking about Cody Mount because I just don't think he's going to be there. Probably not, but you just small school interior offensive line that is interior bound, playing a position he's never played before. I mean, I'm. that seems like something where it's, there's a realm of possibility where he could fall to 67, 68. Where, so how far did Miners drop? Was he... 95 or 96 okay yeah he was good he was minors was really good um i think malk was better yes at the senior bowl um and, and and from what i saw coming in i think malk was better and some of the success that those small school guys have had right away raiden's uh where did creed humphreys come from oklahoma okay yeah that wasn't small school he was no. he was really good yeah. um <laughs> but dylan raiden's was small school if i'm not mistaken uh quinn miners for sure. Spencer Brown, some of these guys that have come in, um, Braxton Jones last year, Southern Utah, if I'm not mistaken. Um, you know, some of these guys have come in and played really well that I think it's going to help a guy like Cody Malk. I just, I, I wouldn't let him get to 65. If, if, if I'm on there, I'll tell you that much, Nick. Yeah. I, he'd be a really good pick for the Broncos. Some other guys, offense, defense, we talked a lot so far. Um, we didn't mention Joe Tipman as a name as well. There's those, Often in centers from uh, Big Ten, uh, Tipman and Weipler, John Michael Sh uh, Schmitz. You know, there's some of those guys make some sense there for the Broncos. Uh, other guys like, get into 60. Probably not. Yeah, um, no way. I, I'll be I'll be a little surprised if Cole Strange can go in the first round. John Michael Schmitz can go in the first round. I know that's a different bar to set. Yeah, you know, I could say that about a lot of guys because that was a, a pretty good reach. But John Michael Schmitz is he's good. He's yeah. he's really really good. Yep. Center is so weird because it's such a 
shoulders above position that uh, it's hard to say from where we sit, but from the tape, yes, John, uh, John Michael Schmidt's early pick. Um, other players, Scott, that stand out to you? Um, third round after the combine. Oh, let me see here. I mean, there's there's a bunch of them. You just wonder, you know. Again, I can look at that interior line and think there's a lot of them, which is what we've been preaching all along. We we want to talk. Oh, this 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 really looks like a a bad board. Um, Curtis McClendon. Sorry, I knew I was going to do that. He's got his name's McClendon Curtis from UTC, UT Chattanooga, six six three twenty five. He was also very good at the Senior Bowl. Tested okay, not great. Um, 35 inch arms, um, five, two, four in the, in the 40, not too bad. Four, nine, seven shuttle. Okay. Um, there's an Eastern Michigan kid, Sidey Sow, six, mm-hmm. five, three, 23 with a four, six, nine shuttle and a seven, six, two and a five, oh, seven, 40 time. Uh, that's not bad with a 32 inch vert. That's a pretty good athlete. So that's a kid that helped himself as well, too. There's going to be lots, lots preached it. I'm going to keep preaching it. Take your shots. I've said I want three free agents and I want three draft picks on the offensive line. Take your shots, and this mm-hmm. offensive line will get better and better and better. Yeah, I'm with you 100% on that. Uh, I really think wide receiver is a position also that the Broncos might be considering early, especially if they are shopping Cortland Sutton, uh, as is the ninth point here for Matthew Barry coming out of the combine, saying as long as we're talking Denver, told the Broncos are quietly shopping Cortland Sutton. Not actively pushing him, but definitely trying to see if there's a trade market for him. If they can get a decent offer, they will move him. So looks like the Broncos are potentially looking to move on from wide receiver. ESPN yesterday did an article uh, talking about how the Broncos maybe could make a move for Brandon Cooks. And also talking about third round for the Broncos, some wide receivers that make some sense for them there. I adore uh, Cedric Tillman from Tennessee. He's one of my favorite wide receivers in this class. Uh, Dealt with a high ankle sprain this last year, but his tape from 2021, he looks like a top 40 pick at wide receiver, big athlete tested extremely well. I mean, I just, I really think Cedric Tillman's a very underrated wide receiver in this group. Uh, you have his counterpart, Jalen Hyatt, who probably slot bound, not really a great, uh, guy to beat off press, but round three speedster vertically. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Probably one of the most underrated wide receivers in this class, um, that had a great combine showing that didn't really get maximized at Oklahoma this last year. Marvin Mims. Uh, I think he showed out really well. I'm excited to see what he looks like going forward. Uh, and then Tyler Scott from Cincinnati is another name that I think everybody should keep an eye on there. Third round for the Broncos and fourth round. Another guy, guy that I've been on for a bit after he absolutely beat the crap out of my Hawkeyes, uh, when we lost our cornerbacks two, three, and four in the game, but I digress. Uh, Trey Palmer, um, from Nebraska also fastest 40, I believe at the combine this year for sure for the wide receivers, but maybe overall ran a four, three, three. Uh, so, um, some good names there. If I'm, if I'm just looking purely on, uh, on combines, Matt Landers from Arkansas killed it. Yeah. Uh, six, four and a half, 200 pounds, four, three, seven on the 40 with a 37 inch vertical. Uh, can he walk and chew gum at the same time? Because that's a first round athlete right there. Um, someone to keep an eye on for sure. When you're talking about guys that showed up and, and were strong, like uh, Gila Maples here coming in and showing up strong for us, getting us started on the Super Chats. Thank you so much. We're going to put that towards Nick's internet and processor fund, his video card fund, because um, we're, re- we're reaching a uh, critical mass here on that one. So appreciate you. Thank you so much for coming in strong like that. And KB, Kenny Booker, 82, comes in with his Super. He says, did you guys catch the Joe Rogan Wolf interview? I didn't. But I caught the Monday Night Mile High Huddle podcast, and they covered that was what they did. 
Um, they, they basically did an entire show on that podcast. Um, that podcast covered that podcast. So I did an entire show discussing, uh, Derek Wolf and, 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 uh, so that was Sunday night. I'm sorry. Today's just Tuesday. Yeah. Uh, so Sunday night's podcast. So, uh, if you haven't seen that, check it out and you can get, uh, Chad and Zach's take on, um, on, on that one. Nothing surprises me, you know, hearing a lot of it was what these guys go through to get on the field and how they're basically put through the meat grinder and they're not cared about. That's just at the NFL level. This stuff happens before these kids hit double digits, you know, before the kids are, when they're nine years old and they're out there, um, you know, they're just, it's, it's, it's tough. Um, you know, it's, it's a rough sport and it's not just football. That's like that. You know, there's dads out there putting their kids out there when they shouldn't throw on hundred curveballs and ruining their arms. And it's, it's, it's sports in general. We just, the, the guys at the top are making a living and they've got a voice. Um, hopefully better education from parents and more awareness of what's going on and, and they can, it'll help. It'll it, more awareness will help that it's not worth it. It's just, it's, it's not worth it that to get out there and play one more game could cost you your career. Yeah, absolutely. Colin Wood coming in saying sea turkeys gave Gino Smith a big contract. Uh, want him to revert to Gino the past. I mean, they gave him a big contract, but it's only three years. I'm not sure what the guarantees look like, but because of the length of the deal, I think it still has them in the com- quarterback conversation. In my opinion, I don't think so. Okay. Um, he's, he's got a $50 million guarantee in the first year, basically off signing bonus and stuff. So he's getting $52 million up front. It's, it's a hundred million dollars across three years. This goes back to our very first discussion about this. Do you, do you sign Gino and go for the best player you possibly can in the draft at number five in order to try and run this thing for a playoff run with Gino over the next couple of years? I don't think you're signing into that contract and then getting a quarterback to hedge for the future. I just, I don't. Uh, especially yeah. when you've proven, of course, the, the bigger factor here isn't three years on Geno Smith. It's how much longer is Pete Carroll going to be around? Because I was just about to say, especially when you've proven Pete Carroll can win with different quarterbacks. They can get Jimmy Garoppolo, you know, a, a journeyman, you know, Baker Mayfield in three years, this guy who's never quite put it all together and then goes to the Pro Bowl under Pete Carroll. I was just about to say that. And then I remember, well, hell, if Gino plays three more years, Pete's going to be close to freaking 80. Mm-hmm. So, you know, this is, I think, a three-year window. Yeah, and then BK comes in. He says Pete's going to retire in three years. I think this is to make a run, Nick. I, I don't think they're in the quarterback market at all. They're done. They've, they've done their shopping. <laughs> they should be, but uh, I digress. KB, $2, saying Wolf microdose streams and Adderall every game. I don't know. I I don't really do much besides, you know, drink IPAs every once in a while. But as long as he's not hurting other people, then God bless him. Um, but uh, <laughs> that's pretty wild to me. But I got he's a professional athlete and he's an adult, so he'll do what he does. But uh, that is uh, pretty interesting to hear. Um, I, I don't know. I don't really have a strong opinion on that. <laughs> I get, you never you never know. But yeah, Vincent saying Wolf maybe is one to exaggerate. Who knows? It made good TV and we're talking about our good podcast and uh, we're talking about it now. Uh, I see some comments in here asking about running backs in the combine. I'm also seeing uh, Derek Henry conversations here. I want Derek Henry so bad. And our final point here on this Matthew Berry article and something that we talked about a lot, um, George Payton coach speak question mark seems like it. Uh, so we had uh, at the 
combine. Um, George Payton obviously talked about how the Javante Williams is on schedule and how he's already running and how we expect him to be ready for week one. And then you have the information coming out of the combine from Matthew Perry, uh, Matthew Berry here at point number 10 in this article saying most fascinating nugget to hear it from Denver and possibly the whole combine was Javante Williams health. And I'm told it's a very wide range of possibilities regarding his return. Just as we've said, Scott, mm-hmm. uh, there's a chance that he's healthy to start the year. There's a chance he misses multiple games. There's a chance he misses the entirety of 2023. Uh, uh, I was told there's currently a lot more hurt than the team is letting on publicly. And the Broncos are secretly nervous. Don't be surprised if the Broncos wind up with Kareem hunt when it's all said and done. Mike Boone is likely gone. Latavius Murray could be back in a Mark Ingram role, but Hunt, who is not expected to be back in Cleveland, is said to be a target for Denver. If Hunt winds up in Denver, my my source said you'll know that Javante Williams' injury is a lot worse than they are currently letting on. So yeah, we'll we'll know based on if they go after a free agent. That level of free agent will give us a good indication of what they think about Javante Williams. Yeah. Um, and it, that said, you sign Mike Boone to a big contract to be your running back too. And then you draft a guy anyway. So if you've got the opportunity to get a good player at a good price, do it. Yep. You know, get good players st- stack good players. So while I said that it doesn't guarantee anything, that's my, it's a, it's more of a hunch kind of putting, trying to state a little more clearly what he, what, what Barry was saying there, which is the bigger swing, the more risk on Javante, maybe, but we've also said that Sean Payton loves using two running backs, loves it. Um, you know, the Mark Ingram and Alvin Kamara, they combined for over 500 touches, you know, a couple of years. Yeah. Um, they, it's an extension of the running game. It's not just all air raid. It's a lot of screen passes and arrow, you know, arrow angle routes, wheels, having guys, you know, I mentioned, you know, Ke- uh, Kenny McIntosh is a guy. Uh, Tajay Spears, if he falls to the third, those guys were good receivers and good in the open field. Somebody like that could be a weapon for them. So for the Broncos, we hope for the best, obviously, um, but you're going to have to hedge. If you've got a chance to sign Kareem Hunt at a team-friendly price, you do it anyway, Nick. You you do it anyway, regardless of Jamonte Williams. Yeah, and Kareem Hunt, obviously we can't talk about with him without talking about the assault uh, that occurred in that Cleveland hotel back in 2018 that led to the league suspending him for half a year, eight games, and then also the Chiefs releasing him. Uh, haven't, to my knowledge, hasn't been any issues since then, but that's, you know, you can't talk about Kareem Hunt and free agency and signing him without talking about that. So if the Broncos do sign him, uh, that means that they've done their due diligence and they feel like he's made enough amends uh, in that front. I know that the Broncos have some uh, a diverse of. Uh, vo- range of opinions and backgrounds in their front office. And that was one of the big things about Deshaun Watson is that there was, from what I was told, people in the front office that pretty much said they would walk uh, if the Broncos traded for Deshaun Watson. So we'll see if how that plays out. Uh, again, just some interesting stuff. I know that uh, Kelly Klein is a name we've talked about on here a lot, and she is a very powerful uh, voice and up and coming front office personnel person. So it will be interesting if the Broncos bring in hunt. Uh, that means that they must be comfortable with him and that he's, you know, uh, improved and they feel comfortable with who he is as a person. The other tidbit of information, uh, the Broncos new running back coach, uh, whose name is escaping me right now. Uh, they brought him in from Northwestern. He was cream hunts running back coach at Toledo. So you have a relationship there. It's not what you know, it's who, you know, the fact that they have familiarity with each other, I think is great. And that just goes, that's not even the football side of things. That's the 
person and relationship side of things. So we can and, get into and the, running backs coaches are usually the best recruiters on the staff in college. So they've got they develop relationships across and they'll recruit 200 guys, you know, so even if they didn't necessarily play for them, they'll have connections on there. So your, your running backs coach bringing him in is a relationships person because, frankly, there's not a lot of coaching to do for running backs. It's That's a position that's born. Um, so they usually put their best recruiter as the running backs coach. Uh, BK comes in, coming in yellow. He says, can't wait to hear more free agency and draft info from you guys. And I'm looking forward to diving in you know, and, and, and learning more about these guys. And we've got two months to uh to to really deep dive on on draft and and really have fun and then we got another month to analyze it so um looking forward it's gonna be a fun spring bk and glad you're you're part of the show yeah we appreciate you bk and uh, we also got gatorade gaming saying how do you suggest we trade for derrick henry derrick henry's 29 years old he's got a 10 million dollar cap hit one year of control left and coming off of a year of injury i think one of your third round picks should get it done if maybe not even you know maybe even they send back a sixth i don't think i mean derrick henry's has been great but we saw, I mean, Melvin Gordon coming off of a massive contract just two years later signs for, what did he sign for last year? One-year deal for $2 million or 2.5? Two, two and a half plus incentives. That's just two years after signing a deal that made him about, you know, $8 million per year. So I think Derrick Henry is not going to cost that much. I don't think the Broncos should trade for Derrick Henry, just given the injury and where they're at. If they were a running back away um, from, you know, being a contender, then that's a different conversation. But they are not there, in my opinion. But uh, I don't think it's going to cost as much for Henry as uh, people would assume, just given the p- position he plays, injuries, and where the reality is of uh, that position. Who's a good team that can afford a luxury pick like Derrick Henry? Oh, the Bills come to mind for Philadelphia me. Philadelphia Eagles. Eagles, Buffalo yeah. Bills There's a good shout. Yeah, Bills. Um, yeah, so watch for one of those teams that could say, you know, I'll give up a second-round pick to have one year of Derrick Henry. I think that would, uh, would be, uh, that would be good. Um, Steven Jimenez coming in. So what about Taylor Luan? Should we go for him? No. Um, he's been straight left tackle his entire career and he's been injured. So that's, I think, uh, I think we've read something like 20 games in three years. So less than half. Um, and straight left tackle has never played a snap of right tackle. You're not flipping Garrett Bowles over to right tackle either. So I don't think he he solves the problem you have at right tackle. Um, so I would say no on that one. Robert Woods, I'd be interested in. Good pro. You could get it for a decent price. Uh, if you if you could get him for a decent price, I'd be interested in Robert Woods, one of the other Titans that was um Titans, Texans. I get those still confused Titans. sometimes. They're still Titans. they're still connected in my head because they came from Houston and they were the Oilers, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah. Titans. Uh Collinwood asking Nick, you're in Seattle hearing anything about uh, Seattle draft pick. I think they would love one of the big two, three defensive linemen in this class, Jalen Carter, Tyree Wilson, Will Anderson. I know a lot of fans that uh, I work with in the office and friends here were hoping for a quarterback. I got a lot of texts about uh, Anthony Richardson after his combine saying, oh my God, we please, let's take that. Uh, But right now I think it's going to be defensive line, but we'll see. Gary Palmer, 1999, as we're starting to wrap up here, uh, I got to get on out of here for uh, work today, but uh, 1999 saying love Broncos for breakfast. You guys bring it. Love to hear more about free agency picks, uh, MHH for life. Buckham. We're, we're getting to the point now where guys are being released and we're going to have a better idea on the market. Also the tag uh, deadline is coming today at 2 PM. So we'll have more information, even more uh, tomorrow, but yeah. Thanks Gary. Love you, dude. Hope you're having a good day. Benny coming in. Can we not ignore the fact that it seems free agent offensive players want nothing to do with playing with Russ says who free agency hasn't opened up yet. 
there's not a lot of openings on offense on on the skill players. Uh, you could talk about running back. Can we not ignore the fact that people said that nobody wanted to come coach the Denver Broncos, yet you got the most qualified, highest profile coach in the league? Don't worry about what people are saying. Money talks, especially in free agency. Sean Payton will have pull. If the money is there and you decide to allocate your resources towards offensive players, you can get guys. It's free agency, so typically you have to overpay early. Um, and you're not in a position where you're coming off an 11-win season where you could get Derrick Henry to say, yes, I want to go play at Philly or Buffalo or someplace like that. Turn it around, become a team I'm on the up, and you might be able to get a discount for aging veterans like that. You won't this year. That doesn't have anything to do with Russ. That has something to do with you being 5-12. and 12. Denver is still a good situation, and I just think you're going to be spending money on the offensive line. If you're putting money into the offense, you're going to spend some on – you might spend some on running back, but you got to put money into that offensive line. Backup quarterback, question mark? But also, um, yeah, maybe that too. Noah, 72, coming in at 199. Sutton for Henry. Titans need receivers. I think, in my opinion, given the age and the positions that they play, Sutton is actually more valuable uh, than Henry in a trade. Uh, so I think that the Titans would have to throw in like a fifth round pick too, but you don't see player trades, uh, very often. So it's typically for capital. Yeah. The, 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 the Titans are trying to clear salary cap space because Tannehill still has a $40 million cap hit, you know, so they're, they're clearing space right now. And Sutton doesn't have a good enough contract. Sutton's co contract right now is 15th. I think now a lot of that would be tied up in bonuses. So it'd be base salary, but your, your contract his contract will become more base salary as it goes further along. So the finances wouldn't work for, for Tennessee on something like that. And I, and I, I love Derrick Henry, but he's, he's a depreciating asset right now. And I don't think that's what you're looking for, for the Denver Broncos. You're looking for young appreciating assets as Nick likes to say, cost control guys. Um, Keith comes in and this might do it for us unless there's any, Last uh, last things, he says, do the Broncos take a chance on Andrew Voorhees or is injuries too worrisome? Again, it depends on what you can get for him. It'd be a red shirt year. If, if What did you think of him before and what where can you get him? Can you get him? Was he a third round guy that you could get in the sixth? Uh, I don't know enough about him to say how good he was to begin with, Nick. I, he had some first round hype back in like beginning of the season in November, I watched it and I'm like, yeah, I do not see a first round player here at all. I see a late day. I told you about the hype coming out of the LA sports media. It's unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, sometimes it's warranted Caleb Williams, but uh, you're absolutely correct on that. But Andrew Voorhees, I saw him as like a, I wouldn't have taken him when he was healthy with either of the Broncos picks at 67, 68. I think he was more of a 75 to 95 kind of guy. But uh, now that he's been injured, you're not going to have clean medicals on him. We're talking sixth, seventh round, in my opinion. Uh, the fact that he went out there and lifted after he tore his ACL still, you know, the front, uh, obviously the bench press there. I mean, that's, he's played multiple positions. Sounds like a great kid as well. Uh, I think he's versatile. He's just very ho-hum at all the spots. He's one of those ones that's a, a 10 of all traits, not even a jack, but a master of none that you like to have as a rotational back end of your guy. But I don't know if I see enough pop uh, in his ability to be a starter. You know, we've talked about that with ligaments all the time. There's an initial pop that you can that you can feel that hurts, but there's no nerves and ligaments. So, you know, oh, he's walking off under his own power. That's a good sign. Man, that don't mean jack. Let me see a stability test. Yeah, it doesn't hurt. And they're moving his knee around like this while his, his, his femur is staying in place. Anyway, um, am I surprised that he could still do that with the bench press? 
no, good for him. I think it's amazing mentally that he went out and did it. But Nick, this would get it for you. 6'6", with 32-inch arms. Um, 29-inch vertical, not bad. 8'9", broad jump, okay. So he's not he wasn't necessarily an explosive athlete to begin with. Middle, fourth, fifth round. You know, I think he'll probably be in a, a UDFA with a red shirt year would be my guess, Keith. Yeah. Kansas City coming in and saying, you guys win in the AFC West this year? Nope. That's you guys. So uh, <laughs> God bless you. <laughs> you think you're going to hurt my feelings? No, we are, we are already here. We're already sunken in the sad place. Um, but uh, just accept it. But uh, Scott, any final thoughts on the Matthew Berry uh, article? Three big, I, th- I think I would say bombshells, especially the Javante Williams one, pretty much coming out and flat out saying, uh, George Payton is a liar. Something that we kind of danced around when that information came out. Oh, he's George Payton says he's going to be back. Yeah. Okay. That is six months away coming off of a two ligament tear knee injury. I'm sure that we know Javante Williams is going to be healthy. Yeah. Right. Wink. That's a, uh, uh, any other thoughts on that though? No, I think it's all pretty. It's just hearing stuff that, that, that there's more chatter going around. You know, we're kind of the Broncos outsiders, you know, but there isn't anything of those three things that we haven't already said. Okay. Mm-hmm. Russell Wilson, he's on a one-year deal. Yes, he is. Javante Williams could be, you know, we're not counting on him being back. If he does, that's great. Cortland Sutton quietly being shopped. Everybody's quietly being shopped. You get the right deal from anybody. You throw it up the flagpole and see what you get. If somebody wants to overpay. So, you know, there isn't anything in there that was staggering to me. Yeah. Um, but good, good information verifies a lot of what we've been talking about. Yeah. The, the cream hunt, I guess, is the biggest uh, tidbit of information connecting the Broncos to a yep. specific player in free agency. And just before we get on out cream hunt, I think he'd be a great fit for the scheme. Um, in college, he held the ball. I think like touched the ball like a thousand times and never touched it. And then just, how funny the very first time he touched the ball as a rookie, uh, he fumbled at uh, Kansas city at the Patriots after never fumbling once in college. I thought that was hilarious. I loved cream hunt coming out of that draft. I thought that he was a, he was in all my mocks in the third round uh, for coming out of Toledo, but he's a really good back between the tackles. Uh, he's really good in the passing game as well. He's not overly like explosive, but he's really smooth. Like sometimes you see running backs and when they're trying to be a receiver, it just looks choppy clunky when they transition from a, uh, route runner to receiver. Um, it's one of the reasons that the gauntlet drill for running backs, I think is so important when you look at those guys, how do they make that transition from bringing in the ball and running? Uh, but a cream hunt would be an interesting fit for the Broncos. The other one that I've, I've heard uh linkage to the Broncos again, another guy that the uh, Broncos new running back coaches coached in college, David Montgomery. Uh, he coached him at Iowa state. Uh, Dave, uh, not Dan Campbell, Matt Campbell brought him from Toledo to Iowa state. And that's a name to keep an eye on as well in the free agency market. Yeah, someone else threw him in here. It might have been Michael in here. Um, yeah. Now I can't find it. So it was it was a while. But yeah, I think it's a good point. That's a good one to close on, Nick. Yeah, absolutely. Well, guys, we appreciate you coming in. Uh, make sure you're following Scott and I on Twitter. Scott is at Scout Kennedy. I am at Nick Kendall MHH. Also follow us at MHH Pod, BFB Pod, and at Mile High Huddle. If you haven't done so yet, join us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Mile High Huddle Pod, and facebook.com forward slash Mile High Huddle. And as the ticker says underneath here, please subscribe, like, and share. Uh, we'll see you guys again tomorrow on Scott's channel. Uh, we're going to run a mock draft, Scott. What's going on? Yeah, we'll run a mock draft. We'll talk about some more of the big deals. Derek Carr, we'll talk about a little bit more yeah. about some Geno Smith. We'll talk some more combine as we finish it up. And we'll run through uh, at least the top 10 again and, and maybe talk about them a little bit. But we'll, we'll, be, we'll be back on uh, YouTube.com slash Scott Kennedy tomorrow right, at 9 a.m. Eastern. 
We'll be there. Uh, you guys have a great one. Uh, until then, make sure you continue to choose kindness and compassion. I'm going to get it out of here before the internet drops for five seconds again. Uh, but <laughs> appreciate you guys. The extender's on the way. Uh, have a great one. Go Broncos. Head on over to milehighhuddle.com for all things Broncos. Good morning, Broncos country. <laughs>